Oh, it's game time. You're all access past the Central Texas Sports. Glenn Stretch Smith, Garrett Ross, and our main man, Tom Barfield. He is uh, he's down and not, not feeling too good, and hopefully he'll uh, – He'll get to the other side of that and get to feeling better. But uh, let's bring in here Joe Trahan from WFA in Dallas. Joe, how you doing today? Coach, how you doing? What you do to Tom, Coach? I think I think Tom got the cooties. He's taking a knee on us, and I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm worried about him a little bit. I I think he's uh, I think he's about five o'clock in the afternoon. He's in about REM four sleep. Maybe he needs to do that to get a little better. I hope it's not the same thing that happened to old Lamar Jackson yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, how, I how, that was too easy, Coach. How about that? He 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 went in and 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 I've never seen a guy taking. It took it took, must have taken him thirty minutes to take an IV. <laughs> he, he 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 balked at every notion, Coach, that it was anything else. He tried to say, "Look, I didn't have to go in there and use the bathroom. Nothing like that." He said he was getting looked after. I don't know, Coach. I don't know. You think? Let me ask you this: Do you think he was kind of waiting in there for that right moment to kind of jog out and 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 get the get the vic you know grab the 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 victory right from the jaws of defeat? I'll tell you what: He picked the right moment. Now, I don't think he was in there waiting. I think he was in there waiting for stuff to settle down. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were going to say he had one of those silly straws in there looking at that great pedia like come up the silly straw at him. Joe Joe let's get let, let, let's get at this. Cowboys have obviously had a rash of injuries this year. It's it's really been a and it's not a thing that you want to use from an excuse standpoint, but any chance they get back uh, Wilson or Brown this weekend before they face a, a, a pretty decent 49ers team? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, Coach, because I, I wonder if they're just going to slow play it. And, you know, we, we've talked before about Team Tank, whether or not you should be on Team Tank. But, I mean, they can do it organically by just slow playing, bringing those guys back. They say that there could be a possibility of uh, Cheeto Ougier coming back from the COVID list because uh, he didn't actually come down with the virus. It was just a close contact situation, so he could be back. Um, so you, you, we'll see who else comes back. But, Coach, I – I don't know if they're in any hurry to get those guys back because they got to figure out who in that secondary can actually play. I mean, that's one of the biggest things they've got to consider going into the next year because I think um, it's going to be close to cleaning house with the whole thing. Um, I think Anthony Brown sticks around, Jordan Lewis, um, possibly. they got to figure out what to do with Cheeto Ujie, so maybe they do want to get him back on the field just to see what he's got. But, I mean, serious decisions have to be made in that secondary moving forward. I think it's one of the most crucial and important position groups heading into the 2021 season. Yeah, and so, you, I mean, obviously Diggs, and, 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 and he'll be back. So, in your mind, it's Diggs, Lewis, and, and, and possibly Brown. And, and, and your, your thinking is, hey, we need to get the rest of these guys as much playing time as we can get them so that we can evaluate where we're at. Is that kind of what you're, what you're saying? I do think they can and should do that at this point, right? I mean, I, I think we've probably figured out that when it comes to uh, the safety position, that Xavier Woods is not the right answer, right? I think it's time to move. They, they, they've given him every opportunity uh, to show what he could do, and for whatever reason, it just hadn't happened. You know, he was supposed to be this thumper that was going to come in there, and, and, and you know, he's going to give you shots that you would – that you would remember. Unfortunately, what we're remembering are the shots that he hasn't taken or even turned down. Okay. So I think it's time to move on from that. 
Um, so they got to figure out, you know, where to go from there in terms of, you know, w- which members of that secondary should and could stick around. I mean, um, you talk about Darian Thompson, Donovan Wilson, uh, of those safeties who should stay. We'll see. And, and again, I'm still waiting for Reggie Robinson to, to get on the, on the field, but you know, there has been some talk about him and, and coach mentioned, uh, ironically yesterday, because uh, you and I had this conversation about Reggie Robinson, when would he get on the field? Um, it was made pretty clear that some players just take longer than others to get on the field. In fact, that was Stephen Jones uh, talking about, you know, Reggie Robinson. It just it just takes longer, and and we'll see if after it has taken longer for Reggie Robinson, if he could actually have an impact next season. Talking with Joe Traham at WFAA TV in Dallas, you spoke about Stephen Jones. He came uh, he came out. Yesterday and talked. Today, Jerry came out and talked. And basically, Jerry, I, I, I kind of like you alluded to, he was just going to, you know, kind of reverberate or re-say the same things that Steven said. I, I, I guess, Joe, I, and it is, it's been hard to get me to understand this, but I really think when the rubber meets the road here, you're going to have that there's going to be some backlash for the possibility of wanting to make a, a change on the defensive side of the ball for Mike McCarthy. And, and, and right now it doesn't look like the Jones family is wavering at all on, on how they feel about the hiring of Mike McCarthy. No, no, they're not. I mean, Jerry said it today. Uh, in fact, I'll give you the quote, how in the hell something like that could get going in a conversation with Steven or anybody else about Mike McCarthy is whether or not he's going to be the coach is ridiculous. So he just called the notion of it ridiculous, that you could even talk about it is ridiculous. Now, I do think that you could talk about some of the members of his staff being gone. And I, we, we've talked about this all too. In fact, you're going to owe me a, a, a lunch at Hard Eight, aren't you, when Mike McCarthy's the the coach next season? Yeah, bad, yeah, right? yeah, I'm gonna know it, and yeah. I'm already saving up right now. I got, I got a couple right. rolls and nickels in here. I, I, I hope you don't, I hope you don't, you, I hope you don't eat like the Russians are in St. Louis. That day we go, but yeah, it looks like I'm gonna owe you one. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't get all this girth without eating some barbecue, so you better be prepared. But no, the, the point being, he will be here. But will there have to be changes that will have to be made because that defense has been historically bad uh, in terms of point allowed? And rush defense, yes. And, and and that just means that, hey, Mike Nolan, you're a veteran in this business. You know how it works. Somebody's got to be the scapegoat, and you're up. And let me ask you this. The, the, the secondary coach, Lindquist, he came from A&M, kind of a guy that didn't have a big resume, didn't have a lot of NFL experience. Uh, he, he got Al Harris helping him. Uh, again, a guy that played for – McCarthy, I believe, at Green Bay. He started as an A&M Kingsville kid, went to, went to uh, Philadelphia initially and, and then finished at Green Bay. Boy, when you look at the lack of development, and you could point to say, okay, the lack of talent, is, is that a position coach and a position group that you could see also making a change? Well, I just think that whole group is under the microscope, you know, because – while the rush defense has been historically bad, the back end has just been so leaky and it's just been too easy for opposing quarterbacks, right? So, yeah, I do think, you know, Maurice Linguist being a local guy, he's a Dallas guy, uh, went to Baylor, right? So he's got a lot of local ties here in the States. But, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to be evaluated 
uh, under that same harsh spotlight that everybody on that defensive side of the ball will be because they've been so bad. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to ask this. When you, when you think about or you first look at some of these, you know, somebody, some, some guys already have their mock drafts out here, it looks like where the Cowboys are right now, which is a four-win team, they pick somewhere around, I don't know, five to eight. Are you reading it that way? Yeah, there's there's this great site called Tankathon that I check out right now. <laughs> you know, the, the Cowboys, are, yeah, it's Team Tank, Coach. It's a team. I just I just hammer it. Um, there's right now, if things stayed the same, they would pick fourth. But you're right; they could slide up any anyway up until about eighth. And as we've said before, man, it needs to be this defensive draft where they Wait, need to try and figure out: Hey, are we going to go? Fully 4-3, uh, are we going to go 3-4? Are we going to try and keep this thing hybrid? What are we going to do on the defensive side of the ball? That is that is the most pressing question. It's where they got to start. It's where they got to end in terms of preparing for this offseason so that they can get the talent acquisition right. Well, I, and I, I mean, I think you make a good point. I mean, are you a 4-3 team? Are you a 3-4 team? What's the identity? And I and. I, that's a good question. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think it makes a damn. You could play a Jack Crow 6-1 diamond. You better get some secondary guys. And when I'm looking at this, I, 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 it looks like that where it sits right now, the Cowboys would be the first team. It, it looks like, in you know, that would be kind of that need would be corner because you've got the other teams that are in front of them have so many other needs. So I, I, I'm kind of yeah, – as much as I hate to say it, I'm on the, you know, Cowboys, go out and play hard, but don't win anymore because, you know what, you have got to have another corner to go along with Diggs. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, you know, and, and uh, Patrick Sertan, the, the second or junior, whatever you want to call him, he is, uh, you know, he's one of those targets, right? Um, and I'm getting old, Coach. I actually covered his father when his father was in high school. <laughs> back in Louisiana. So, but Patrick Sertan is one of those names that you're going to hear, right? Um, the kid's great. He can go get it. Uh, he's, a, he's a cover guy. He's, got, he's a great skilled guy. And you're right. The, the good thing about wherever the Cowboys land, if they don't slide too far, they could have, you know, first dibs on, on a player like Sertan. The problem is, you know, you and I both remember they got burned by a corner from the Louisiana area. Right, they got burned before taking him in that, you know, top ten area, uh, and, and I don't know if they've recovered from that. You know, there was an LSU cornerback. I didn't even want to say his name because it was such a bad pick, <laughs> but it, it hurt them, right? And I, I don't know how well they've done since, Coach. To be honest, well, and, and you're right. I mean, they haven't they haven't done a good job. And I'll tell you what, I've said this before, Joe. Somebody has to be held accountable for the signing of Ha Ha Clinton Dix for allowing Jeff Heath to get out of here. Somebody has to be held accountable for that, and I'm not sure right now who that is, but you can't – the one thing I'm going to say is you got you got to go in and evaluate and turn the page from those previous mistakes and, and what you haven't done in the secondary. you got to go have discernment and go pull the trigger on a guy and, and hopefully, you know – and again, I, I hate to say draft for need, but if there was ever been a time that the Cowboys are going to have to draft for need, it's going to be this year. Well, 
no. I mean, Coach, you can't go in. You make a great point. You can't go in again. And if even if a guy like C.D. Lamb falls, you can't make that pick this year. I mean, you could have made a case for it. And I think I did make a case for them making the C.D. Lamb pick this year. You know, when you thought you had more back there and when you thought you had more on the defensive line than you ended up having. But, you know, when you couple the fact that um, uh, McCoy gets hurt and then they just absolute swing and misses on Don Terry Poe, Everson Griffin, as you mentioned, ha-ha Clinton Dix. I mean, that's, that's four big offseason pieces, four of their biggest pieces that they thought could make impact that didn't. So, I mean, you could have made that case for C.D. Lamb. But going into this season, and we talked about this yesterday, the offense is going to be set, Coach. So you're right. I mean, it, I, I call it picking for need. Call it whatever you want. But it's, it's got to be a defensive draft. They've got to make that happen. Um, and Jerry Jones has, has, has talked in recent days about, you know, that draft when they were able to get Marcus Spears, DeMarcus Ware, Chris Canty, and Jay Ratliff all in one draft, right? That's the kind of draft that they need to turn this thing around and to quickly become contenders next season. Joe, I want to switch gears on you for a minute and go over to SMU. They had their bowl game, uh, the Frisco Bowl game against UTSA, canceled due to COVID issues. Uh, when you check the Pulse and the Metroplex, what are the, the thoughts on Chamber Shell trying to return next season? You know, um, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, I, Shane has done well. I mean, it does feel like that SMU team gets to a certain level and then it just kind of <laughs> – the valve cuts off mm-hmm. and they play really well. You know, they get out to these hot starts and then at some point, you know, it it, it stops. But I, I, don't, I don't think Shane Bouchelle is the issue. I mean, I, I, I like Shane and I like everything that he brings on and off, you know, the football field. So, you know, in terms of – what he's got left in terms of his eligibility, whatever eligibility he's ha- he has left, I would absolutely use it to the fullest because I think he's part of the solution. I don't think he's part of the problem. They were able to keep a hold of uh, recruiting coordinator Rashad Samples. What does that mean to that program to keep that guy who's got those connections with his dad and uh, all those ties to Duncanville in place to bring in those recruits? Let me tell you something. Now you're asking some serious questions that have absolute meat. Because um, I know Rashad, I know Coach Samples very well, and there's there's a pipeline that is being created to SMU that absolutely did not exist before, and this is one of those pipelines that can help them rise in prominence, and and you know not in just their conference, but to try and get in that New Year's Day Six Bowl territory. If they continue to hammer away at all this talent that's here in the Dallas area, and you know. Coach Samples, uh, Rashad's father, Coach Samples at Duncanville, is the don, especially among the black coaches in uh, in North Texas, mm-hmm. right? He's the guy. He's the touchstone. He's the guy that everybody calls. Coach, what do you think about this? Coach, I'm thinking about making a move here or there. They all call, call Coach Samples. And when you have you know that guy as an ally, when you're trying to sign some of these big recruits, uh, I, can't, I, I can't begin to tell you how uh, valuable that is for SMU and that program as they continue to rise to prominence. So uh, keeping Rashad was a big deal. In fact, I tweeted out a few days ago, you know, congratulations to him, but I should have just sent congratulations to SMU because that'll mean big things in the future. And I don't think you can really have to look very far as far as tomorrow with your eye and what Savion Bird might do when he's got SMU in the mix along with schools like LSU. No, think about that. 
just think about think about what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. We're thinking SEC, big time school, LSU, awful season this year, but the national championship a year before. The fact that you could even you know mention them in that same sentence uh, shows a seismic shift in their ability to recruit you know kids in our area who got big upside potential, and I, I think it's going to make a difference as as they continue and as Coach Dykes continue continues to implement his program there at SMU. Joe, I, I, as always, I appreciate you jumping on with us, brother. You know, I, I, I love you. And, 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 again, thanks for taking time today to get on here and talk a little everything DFW. And thanks again, Joe. Appreciate it. Of course, man. I, you, you know I appreciate being on the show. I will be on at 6 o'clock for those who happen to be commuting right now from your area right over to uh, the Metroplex. Yeah, we'll be on at, at, at 6 o'clock today. But but more than that, Coach, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to that uh, – Man, I think I'm going to go with just a straight chopped beef sandwich when you pay up on that bet. And I well, can't I wait what, to go to Hard Eight. If you do, it, I, the only way I'm going to let you do it is if you eat a pair of them and then go right down for a nap. I ain't buying you just one. It's got to be two. <laughs> hey, man. The, hey, it's happened before. It'll happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right. Y'all be good. There he goes, Joe Trahan.